This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hi guys, and welcome back to the podcast. So today's episode is really going to be me just having a chat about my story and my journey um, with health and fitness. And I have no notes. I didn't really want to take any notes or make any of them to then kind of read off. I just wanted to share with you really candidly, I guess, my story and what I've been through. And I'm really hoping that you guys will relate and that this is going to be beneficial in some way. Um, because I think for a lot of us, especially women, we all in some way or another go through issues around exercise, food, our body. And the more that we share and talk about it, the more we're able to help each other and not feel so alone in it. And I suppose give hope to people that are in that situation that maybe have a terrible relationship with food and with exercise, that there is hope and it doesn't need to be like that forever. So let's start. Okay, so rewind back to young Tash. Now, growing up, I didn't really have any body image issues at all. I was pretty, like, happy. I was a very skinny kid, always very skinny, um, always more underweight um, than, I guess, all of my friends. But I I didn't really um, think about it, to be honest. I didn't really give it much thought. I was pretty active. I was a very fussy eater. I wasn't really interested in food. I just would prefer to do other things than to eat. I know that sounds strange, but just food was not um, something I loved or enjoyed. And I think maybe that's why I was on the smaller side, but I wasn't malnourished. I was just um, like, I didn't like chocolate, which I know sounds really strange, but I would r- much rather have just eaten fruit. And yeah, I just wasn't a big eater. Anyway, um, so I guess primary school was fine. I didn't really have any body image issues never really thought about food or anything like that. Um, got into my teen years, started to get a little bit more self-conscious, but still nothing too bad. Um, until I probably hit maybe, maybe around 13, 14, when I became more aware of others around me and it was more comparing myself and sort of trying to figure out where I sat. Like I would look at other girls and then look at myself and kind of figure out, okay, like, how does their body match up to my body? And is my body something um, that people desire? And I would have a look at, like back then it was magazines, I suppose. And there was a lot of Photoshopping done back then. And I think, you know, that probably did have some kind of impact on me. However, it wasn't anything too crazy. Like I, I would just say it was normal kind of second guessing yourself that every teenager has. And I probably think that comes down to the fact that I was a small person. And I'm really aware of that, that I kind of had quote unquote, like skinny privilege, right? Where I didn't need to worry about my weight necessarily. I did feel self-conscious about having really skinny legs and things like that. But, you know, it wasn't, it didn't negatively impact other areas of my life. I would just feel a bit self-conscious sometimes, but you know, it wasn't a massive problem for me. Um, I guess I was a okay up until maybe 
17, 18, when I realized I started to gain a little bit of weight and that just came down to not being as active and I ate like terribly. <laughs> just All of my high school friends throw back Lenka and uh, M if you're listening, we would just like, like recess and lunch was just garbage, like lollies. I was a lolly freak. I was addicted to sugar and would just eat so many lollies. So my diet was terrible. I was also living with my grandparents at the time and I am Greek and they literally fed me. They was, I loved living with them, but my goodness, they just fed me a lot. So I was eating a lot of food and a lot of calorie dense food. I didn't understand calories or um, macronutrients back then. Um, And so I wasn't really quite aware of as to why I was gaining weight, but I knew that maybe it was because I wasn't as active as I had uh, previously been. So I started doing some running. I started doing lesmo classes like pump um, and body step, things like that, just to get moving. And all of those things did absolutely nothing for my body. So I was pretty unhappy with the way that I looked and I would say I would looked kind of skinny fat, right? So I wasn't a big person, but for my size and my weight, I was, I was much more, I was holding a lot of body fat and it wasn't until I hit, um, probably 19 that things took a turn. So I, it's really hard for me to be able to kind of talk about this, but I was in, um, a, I guess a traumatic situation, a long-term situation that was not very good. Um, and I don't particularly want to delve too much into it. However, it wasn't good. And I felt very stuck and didn't quite know how to get out of the situation that I was, had found myself in, um, and felt very isolated and felt very out of control. Um, I didn't have much control of my situation and before I knew it, I started to really hyper-focus on what I was eating and what I looked like and, and on exercise. And I guess it just started really innocently. I felt good. I used to run, I'd go for runs and I just wanted to clean up my diet a bit. So I, I would change the foods that I ate and it was all very innocent. I was trying to make some really good changes, but before I knew it, I started to get really obsessed and I would have to run. And then I felt like I had to run more and more and more. And then I joined a gym and I was doing spin classes and all sorts of group classes and high intensity classes. And I was then beginning to restrict my food more. And I was seeing that I was losing weight, not particularly liking the way that my body looked, but I was getting smaller and that felt good. I kind of really enjoyed seeing that. And before I knew it, I was in a situation where all I thought about was food and exercise. And I had crazy anxiety if I couldn't exercise and I would not go out to eat because I would just want to eat the foods that I allowed myself to eat. And I felt safe eating. And really what, what was happening was, is I had developed, you know, eating disorder or disordered eating. And I had no idea if that's actually what it was. I I guess it was a coping mechanism for me for the situation that I was in. And so I was in that for quite some time, maybe like a year and a half. And I realized that I needed some help when my body fat or my my body weight was quite low and I was really unhealthy and I was finding I was having a lot of um, side effects and um, I obviously didn't have my period either. I had no energy. I was pretty depressed and that I definitely attribute to not eating enough and exercising too much. Long story short, I um, 
did seek some help. So my family noticed that I had dropped a lot of weight and I was pretty stressed out. And so they got me some help and I ended up seeing a psychologist and working through that relationship that I had, that negative relationship I had created with food and with exercise. And that was really good. However, I had ingrained these really terrible habits of feeling like in order for me to to change my body, I needed to exercise a lot and I needed to to not eat much. And I almost felt like letting go of that was meaning I would let go of control in my life, I guess. And so I kind of had to work on some internal stuff in order for um, my relationship with food and with exercise to improve. And that wasn't something that happened overnight. It took me a really, really long time. And I stayed, you know, under consuming for years, I would say. So this started when I was 19 and lasted, gosh, a while. So it did get better over the years, but I was also really suffering with depression for a long time. And I ended up getting a diagnosis of something called complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, When someone is in a situation which is ongoing trauma or reoccurring trauma for a long period of time, it's, it's kind of a way that our body tries to cope and our brain tries to cope with that trauma. And so I didn't actually understand that's what I was struggling with. However, that was really exacerbating this control that I had or wanted to have over my body and over food and over exercise as well. So, and I truly do believe that for majority of women, when they do have a negative relationship with food and with exercise, it's never just food and exercise. There is always a deeper why. And, you know, it might not be, I guess, as severe as my particular situation, but it could just be that, you know, you never felt good enough. You never felt loved. And maybe you're, you know, connecting the dots and thinking, okay, if I look a certain way, maybe I'll be accepted and people will love me and I'll be enough. Or maybe I'll even love myself more once I hit this point. And the sad thing is, is we can't get any of that validation from the way that our body looks or from the food we consume or how much we weigh, that is not going to give us that. What is going to give us that feeling of contentment and confidence and peace within ourselves is really working through all of those limiting beliefs that we have and learning to rewrite what we think about ourselves and what we perceive is going to give us happiness, right? And happiness doesn't come from external things. It doesn't come from getting validation from others or looking a certain way or having the perfect diet or being a size six. It comes from internally liking yourself, being comfortable with yourself and knowing that you are here on earth to serve a bigger purpose than just what you look like. And each and every one of you have unique gifts and qualities that you've been put on this planet to really impact others with. And it's such a shame. It makes me so sad. And I I mean, I was in that position where I I didn't even think there was anything good about me. I didn't think I had anything good to give. And it can feel like maybe if I looked a certain way, then things would change. Like maybe if I was a certain size, I'd be happier and I would feel like I have more to give. But that's just so incredibly false because I got down to, you know, like a size that was really small and, and even, and felt terrible, right? I never felt great. I felt worse. Actually, the smaller I got and the better quote unquote, my body looked, I felt terrible. I felt so bad because I hadn't done that internal work. So it took me quite some time to get through that. And I think a big shift in my mindset 
really, to be honest, was having my baby. So I found it very hard to fall pregnant. And um, Sonny was an IVF baby. And so he, you know, that process to fall pregnant was pretty hard. Um, My pregnancy, there was a lot of concerns around him not growing and um, him having some um, certain medical conditions, which was all pretty stressful and scary. And anyway, he was born um, such a blessing, like so healthy and wonderful. And I was just had some shift in my mind where it hit me that my life is not about me, right? It's not all about me. It's about others and what kind of impact I can make on others. And once I shifted that focus from myself so much, I, I got out of this obsession with just thinking about me all the time. And, and like, even if we just then you look at that being around your appearance and how you look, once I dropped that, because I knew that wasn't the most important thing about me, I had so much more to give. And now I had this little human that depended on me and that with my body, my amazing body, I was able to carry and grow this child, have this child, and now I can feed it. And he's completely dependent on me. I mean, what a gift that is. And, you know, this is not to say that you need to have a baby before you start to respect your body. Absolutely not. But I think there needs to be a catalyst in in every person's life where they realize that, hey, like there's so much more to life than the way that I look. And once you realize that there is such freedom on the other side of that, because you can start living, right? You don't feel like, okay, I'll be happy when I look like this. I'll, you know, eventually try to do this once I have more confidence when I lose the weight. Because that'll never happen. But when you start to live your life now and then you really understand that you have been given an opportunity to be who you are, you've got so much to give and you can live however you want to live if you allow yourself and you're not held back by those limiting beliefs. It's an an incredibly powerful and really, really empowering lesson to learn. So what I want to talk about now is how did I practically change things in my life? How did I go from being really fearful of eating more food and gaining weight or reducing my exercise out of fear that my body would change, um, transitioning from so much high intensity cardio, HIIT workouts, spin classes to just lifting weights? Because it's really easy just to say, hey, like, just go love yourself and start eating more. But when your fear is weight gain and your fear is your body changing, that's terrifying. So how do you actually change that? And for me, it was a slow progression, right? I guess I got to the point where I was pretty exhausted. I was injured all the time and I was just really fed up and sick of what I was doing. Now, I decided to take some action. I actually hired a coach of my own. I did my own research And then I researched first and then I was like, okay, I need some help in order to do this because it felt too hard to do on my own and also navigating it all like was really confusing. So I had done my own research. I realized that what I wanted to do was actually to learn how to lift weights. And then I knew that by doing that, I would then be able to eat more food because I would have a faster metabolism, right? Because my, my, I'd be holding more muscle tissue. So I learned about all of that. But I was super terrified. I was so scared of dropping all of my exercise. Um, And so I did hire my own coach. And that was an incredible experience. It was a real game changer for me. They taught me about lifting weights. They taught me what I needed to eat. 
And I was kind of blown away. And But I fought it a lot because I was really scared. So this wasn't like one day I woke up and I was like, right, I'm going to change everything in my life. The action that it took for me to approach that coach and then go with their method was absolutely terrifying. It was the last thing I wanted to do. The fear in my mind got really, really, really loud because it wanted to keep me safe, quote unquote safe, where I was doing what I was doing in my old routine. But I knew what I was doing was not sustainable and it was making me exhausted and I was so unhappy doing it. I felt like a slave to it. I felt like this compulsion to have to exercise and to have to eat under a certain amount. And it was exhausting. And I, I just got really over it. And so I had, I knew I had to take action, but I knew I had to do it feeling that fear. And that's why the quote, um, feel, I don't know who said it, but feel the fear and do it anyway is one of my favorite because we can all live in fear. And if we choose to live in fear, we actually don't live life. And I was really sick and tired of being a slave to fear. And so I wanted to challenge that. And I say this a lot with my clients is when they work with me, they're terrified to listen to what I'm, I'm making them do. And I can really empathize with that because I've been there before. And yes, it is terrifying. But let me tell you, it never gets easier. It is always going to be scary. There will never be a day that you wake up and something that you're very fearful about will suddenly not cause you any fear. You are always going to have that fear there. It's whether you listen to it and give into it. And I chose that I wanted to fuck up against it. And so the fear in my mind got really loud as it does when you try to do the opposite of what it's telling you to do. And I had to push through. It felt incredibly uncomfortable. I had to increase my calories. I had to really change up my exercise like so much. And I was so used to like sweating and feeling exhausted after a workout. And then I remember the first time I lifted weights, I was like, is this really it? Like, I, like this felt like it did nothing. I, I hated lifting weights. I was really bad at it. I was really weak. Um, and it just felt like I did nothing. I couldn't even lift hardly anything. And so getting my mind around how is this actually going to be beneficial for me was really difficult, but I had to trust the process and yeah, it was really hard. However, after a while, I started to see results and I also like physical results. Yes. But it was the mental gains, like not feeling exhausted all the time, having energy, like not dreading having to work out because I knew I'd have to like absolutely flog myself and exhaust myself in order to feel like I did an effective workout. So that really helped me to continue on. And it felt really uncomfortable for a long period of time. Um, until it became my new normal and I was able to reflect back on what I used to do just like in absolute unbelief like how the heck did I do that amount of exercise on those little calories for so long and survive like how miserable and so you know that was probably maybe maybe like six years ago um and maybe a little bit more, maybe yeah, six, seven years ago. And it's just been super empowering. Like I, I love my body. I have an incredible relationship with food. I, nothing is off limits. I don't feel any need to 
restrict when I'm hungry or feel any kind of guilt, which is incredible. And I I just remember thinking, you know, let's rewind 10 years ago. The thought of not feeling guilty around food would have felt absolutely foreign. Like I was in this mindset, like, how can I ever get out of this? I feel like this is always going to be my life. I'm always going to be controlled by food and by exercise. But, and if you're in that position, just know it doesn't need to be like that. And so it took for me in order to get out of that some support. So I had my coach, I had my family. And then I was also seeing somebody else that was really helping me work through my past trauma and um, helping me overcome limiting beliefs that I had. I believe health is really holistic and you really need to invest in working with people that are experts in their field. You know, like I said, if you do have issues with food and with exercise, yeah, absolutely. Working with a coach and, you know, that's what I do um, with my girls as we work through those limiting beliefs. However, I always refer them through to somebody that is qualified um, as a psychologist, a counselor, who has more tools that they're able to provide you to assist you. Because a lot of that work is really inner work. Like, what are your limiting beliefs? Where do they stem from? And you kind of need to work on those in order for the surface behaviors that come up because of that foundation belief to dissipate, right? You need to deal with the core issue. So as you all know, I'm super passionate about what I do. And that really comes from a place of understanding and empathy because I've been there. And I know how that feels. And I feel super passionate about really educating women and empowering them to make their own decisions and not be fueled and led by fear. And also to have, I guess, some hope like that someone else has been in their position and they have overcome what they are currently in, that there is hope you can get out of it. Um, And if you can't tell, I'm very passionate about my job. And it's funny, it's like, I've never been more convinced. And I say this to my family, I've actually never been more convinced in my life of anything, anything in my life more than this is what I'm supposed to do. I just know it with full conviction, even on my hardest days, when I doubt myself, when I'm exhausted because I've worked so much, I feel so incredibly content because I know I'm doing what I am supposed to be doing. And that's because I'm making a difference and I'm using my mistakes, my past hurt and my lessons to hopefully help you and for you to not make the same mistakes that I do. And then you know what? All of that past hurt for me is completely worth it if I can pass on those lessons to you all. So I hope that was helpful. There is so much more to my story, but I would be rambling on forever. So maybe I'll do a part two. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this. Really hope it was helpful um, and you got some value from it. Let me know. Slide into my DMs. Tell me if you found it helpful, if you relate. Um, And if you're needing some help, um, that's what I'm here for. I'm really here to be able to assist you and let you know that it doesn't need to be like this and it won't be like this forever. All right, guys, until next time, big love, Coach Tash.